Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, it's the Bucks and the New York Football Giants on Monday Night Football. It's a big one, man. Bucks had a good day on Sunday, Steve. Get this: the Packers, the Cowboys, the Saints, really the whole NFC South, Carolina, Atlanta lost earlier this week. I mean, everybody but the Arizona Cardinals who keep winning despite no matter who's a quarterback, including Colt McCoy. They're now two and one. All the Bucks have to do is win. You just got to win. And they'd be in really fine shape if they'd have won last week against Taylor Heineke, who, by the way, took out the Panthers on Sunday. So this looms as a, and we're going to get into this, this Bucks game here in just a second, this looms as, I think, one of these crossroads games. You know, like one of these games you're going to look back and go, uh, that's where it turned one way or the other. Of course, they've got a two-game losing streak, which is novel in and of itself. Tom Brady's only lost three in a row once in his career. And that was about like 17 years ago or something like that, which is incredible. And you don't want to lose three in a row because then you're definitely in a tailspin. But if they win this game, I mean, they could they could secure, you know, a two-game lead over the New Orleans Saints in the NFC South. Uh, I think it would be two or three over Carolina as well. They played Carolina twice in the last three weeks. And after this game, what makes it so important is, you know, you, you play the Giants, and we'll break them down here in a minute. But then you go to Indianapolis, right, Thanksgiving week, that Sunday, for a 1 o'clock game. And, oh, by the way, the Colts are pretty strong right now. Jonathan Taylor, the Wisconsin running back, who I watched for years, five touchdowns on Sunday. They look really good. They're saying he's MVP candidate now. So, Yeah, he's flavor of the week, man. I mean, putting up the kind of numbers he is. Just incredible. So, you know, The the Bills aren't looking as good, though, as we thought. No. Now the Patriots are leading the AFC East again. It's like Brady hey, never can left. I, can, exactly. Can I just they they've got and I don't you know let's be honest it's a little too early to compare anybody to Tom Brady, but at the time that Tom Brady was first starting, Tom Brady didn't even play as a rookie, right? Mac Jones is, and Mac's doing a hell of a job now. He is not dynamic, and I wonder what will happen you know in the postseason. But here's the thing about the Patriots, they got a really good defense. They got a really good defense, and like most Belichick teams, they're getting better every single week. They're getting better. Well, isn't that how Brady so, won his first few Super Bowls? Absolutely. I mean, it, it wasn't the Tom yeah. Brady show that we know today. It was the defense. 100%. And then they, they went out and they spent $160 million on, you know, all kinds of free agents, and, you know, the, the quarterback has gotten better. Look, one of the better games that, 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 a team has played the Bucks was the one up there in New England. Now there was a lot of emotion and all kinds of things going on with that game, but you know they were held to just 19 points. They won the ball game, but it wasn't like you know they haven't done well on the road against anybody. But the Patriots did a really nice job against Brady, and they know Brady very well. How about this? Call your shot. Bucks Patriots Super Bowl Fifty Six So Five Stadium. Ooh, the headlines. Just, just think the headlines from that one. 
Ah. Uh, we're on. Tom's a great quarterback. Like Tom, did a lot of things for us. We're on to one to Mac Jones. Can you imagine Mac? How many questions? What would be the under over on questions for a solid week that Mac Jones was asked about Tom Brady? Uh, he, they wouldn't oh ask him about God. him at all. It all be was Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. That's it, man. That is it. What's it like being in the shadow of the goat at your first Super Bowl as a rookie? Yeah, uh, it'd be brutal, just brutal. But hey, I think. Here's what I think, I think. I think the Bills arrow way down. Patriots now in first place in the AFC East. That didn't take long to rebuild. And they're going to win that division because I've just I've watched them play, and they are they, they know what, who they are, and they know what they're doing, and it's, it's fun to watch because um, they're a handful. And I, I think the Bucks got them at the right time. If the Bucks had to play them now, it would not be an easy – I mean, it wasn't an easy game then, but, I mean, they, they'd be in definite dire chance of losing that one. They caught him in week – week uh, what was it? Week four. Week four, yep. Mac was still eh, a little scared, although that game he had – I think he hit like 19 in a row at one point. Um, and really they should have won the ball game. But, you know, you got you to gotta credit uh, the Bucks for hanging in there. But, yeah, this, this is a, a – it's becoming a good Patriots team to watch. But everything that they needed to have happen, man, it's, I mean, it's just incredible. You know, that Packers game was crazy against Minnesota. Just loco, man. It was great. The Cowboys couldn't score. Uh, all of a sudden, their offense didn't look very good, and they're missing some pieces. They're leaking oil all over the place with a bunch of injuries and things that they got going on, COVID, all kinds of things. Um, Kansas City. The Kansas City Chiefs are in first place, by the way. If you wrote them off for dead a few weeks ago, not so fast, my friend, as Lee Corso would say. Yeah, they, they I mean, good. Mahomes is playing better. Mm-hmm. Um, the defense still ain't great, although did better, did really well today. Did well tonight, yeah. Um, but they, they kind of looked like they almost simplified the offense some. You know what they're doing? They're 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 running the football, and that's what you have to do. The Bucks the Bucks kind of are facing that a little bit. When teams have decided, you know, we we can't let Patrick Mahomes go over our heads. We just cannot do that. Um, they're going to play that cover two shell, a lot of zone. They're going to mix it up a little bit with their zones, but for the most part, you're going to have to be willing, you know, to run for first downs and try to get them out of it. And then the few one on ones that you get that you can hit down the field, you got to hit them. And, you know, that's kind of where they're at right now. They're just kind of, you know, I think Mahomes is starting to figure it out and be a little more, more patient, protect the ball some. Um, they can run it with Edwards Hilaire. And, um, you know, their defense, you help your defense. That's the other thing. When you when you make the turnovers and you throw the ball around like they did and not use any clock, you're just hurting your, you know, the weaker part of your ball club. And now I think they're playing more complimentary football. But they got that look, you know, and I just go back to what Tom Brady says. We're not quite at Thanksgiving, but it's coming Thursday, and they play, you know, after Thursday. But, here, you know, they play Monday night and then next Sunday, of course. But he always said, you know, you start to see the separation after Thanksgiving. That That's when you, you have to start to play your best football. And, you know, they kind of did that a year ago, and they have to do it again. Um, but this game, you know, the thing about the Giants, let me just kind of break this down a little bit while we're here. And we're going to get to – the other news in college football. A couple college coaches got a copy of the home game. We'll discuss, of course, the firings of uh, Dan Mullen and the defense coordinator, USF Glenn Spencer, here uh, in just a minute. 
The thing about this Monday night game, and I've looked at it um, for whatever reason, the the Giants are are n- not generally a good matchup for the Buccaneers, and it's been that way. It's weird. This is like, gosh, I want to say it's like the fifth year in a row they've played them, even though you know you have the alternate scheduling and stuff like that. Um, but they've struggled against them, and you know all these games have have been pretty close, and. Since Daniel Jones came into the league, they've really Daniel Jones has played his best football against the Bucks. And and it might have started because his first NFL start was right here at Raymond James Stadium and they benched Eli Manning for the first time. And that was that crazy game that, you know, went back and forth and Jones wound up running the ball in for a touchdown. He threw for like 300 and something yards. Uh, a whole bunch of touchdowns. He you, you know, ran one like there was a big hole in the middle of the field on was I think a quarterback draw might have been busted play. Matt Gay at the end of the game, the very end, missed kind of an easy field goal, or the Bucks still could have won. Um, but but you know sometimes I've talked about this like when you when you play well against a team, especially early in your career, for whatever reason there there are teams no matter what sport you're talking about baseball basketball football there are teams that have your number, and then there are teams you can do no wrong against, and it's inexplicable. You know, it happened to me in baseball. It's happened to every athlete. There's just certain teams that you, you know, just whatever it is, fits your eye, things happen. Um, and I and I think for Daniel Jones, that's the Bucks. You know, he, he got him in trouble a year ago. They were trailing for a long time. They could have tied the game in regulation. If you remember, that game up there at MetLife Field, which was one of the earlier Monday night games uh, in the league that year, completely eerie right it was it was you know MetLife Stadium is one of those big stadiums probably holds 75,000 people there wasn't a soul in that stadium that wasn't in the press box or on the sidelines it was creepy and they were still kind of getting adjusted to that but the Giants gave them all they can handle and they throw the ball in the end zone and and there's a flag for a two-point conversion which would have tied the game sent it in overtime in the way the momentum had shifted I'm not sure the Bucks win but with no fans in the stands, they huddled together and they wound up picking up the flag. Now, I think it's the right call as you look at the replay. I mean, Winfield wasn't really facing the receiver on the two-point conversion, but it kind of hit, hit him in the arm. Um, but if you've got a crowd there, if you've got people begging for that flag, if you've got people really you know, ready to carry you out there, uh, if you screw up that call, it might have gone a different way. Um, but it didn't. But you know, it's just, it's one of these games that I think I do. I think they're at a crossroads. I think they have to win it. Um, I think Brady, you know, sort of showed some vulnerability and all quarterbacks do at times. But when he got hit inside uh, on a, you know, play the Ali Marpet uh, with uh, Jonathan Allen and he got crushed as he threw the ball to Tyler Johnson, he was never the same after that. That was a tell. He started checking the ball down, getting it out of his hand, playing hot potato, and you just can't do that. You know, this is a vertical attacking uh, offense, but Brady is not going to hold on to the ball. He, he has said many times that I would rather lose a game uh, than get hurt and have my season end as a result of it and miss games. So they've got to do a better job of protecting him. Um, the Giants' defense is playing much, much better now. They've gotten better every week, and... You know, I, I, I just think Saquon Barkley has a chance to come back. Now the Bucks are hard to run against, but 
Barkley in that first Daniel Jones game had a really good game. So don't expect, you know, this one to be a blowout. I mean, they're a much Bucks are a much better team at home. They they average about forty points a game on the road. They haven't scored thirty yet. I think it's gonna take maybe thirty to win this. And they're gonna have to get off to a quick start and they can't hurt themselves. There's been a focus at practice this week that's even heightened. I know Bruce Arians said they practiced really well the week they played the Washington football team, but I'm here to tell you it's you know, to a man, they've all kind of looked in the mirror and realized that, you know, hey, we can't we can't let our season get away from us here. And obviously that starts with Brady. He took one day off, I think it was Friday, which would have been like a Thursday practice. And he has not taken a day off. This is his first day. And he, second half of the year, you know, he kind of has this once a week where he might not go out there and throw and preserve his arm and things like that. But after practice, no coaches involved got the team together and because he didn't have reps with them together on certain looks that they're going to, you know, probably get uh tonight on Monday night football, he went through a whole walkthrough sort of practice with just his guys and no coaches. And it, and it was impressive to see. Um but the focus is there. They know what's at stake. They know they have to get going. And I I just think, you know, this is a big pivotal moment for this season because these next few games on the road where they haven't played well against Indy, which is playing as well as anybody right now. Uh, and then I think they get Atlanta on the road as well. That's not any great shakes. You should beat the Falcons. When you come home, now all of a sudden the Bills look vulnerable, but you know, you've know you got the Bills and the Saints back-to-back. And, and, of course, both those teams are sort of reeling right now, but you don't know what they're going to be by the time you get to them. Uh, those, those are the toughest games you know, sort of laying in wait for them. We'll see what Carolina is with Cam Newton. By the way, Cam Newton looked like he was going to pull off a homecoming fairy tale as well. Yeah, that so, was a, that was an interesting game. Um, all the storylines in there fun. and in that. Um, yeah, you know, you kind of it was kind of the you almost thought the storyline was going to be you know Cam returns starts wins and turns right, out he loses right. to his former coach who didn't take him as a quarterback. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And uh, Ron Rivera's team is uh, is now taking out the uh, Super Bowl champs, and they're going to win the NFC South, I think. Except they're in the other division; they can't. So, um, <laughs> but they won a couple in a row here, which is nice. Well, if Dallas uh, keeps reeling, I mean, Dak Prescott not happy after the game. No, he said he said he wasn't disappointed. He said he was ticked off, and he didn't use the word ticked off, but that's what he said. Um, and he should be because it's the offense that's supposed to be elite. I mean, all you hear about is. You know, this great elite offense, and granted, they got some guys out. Um, some of the receivers are down and whatnot, but great offenses don't buckle like that when they need a win. And you know, the Chiefs' defense is okay. It was certainly better than okay on Sunday, but you can't put that on film. Like you, you know, th- that's what the old Cowboys would do. You know, just sort of offer people so much hope and then just lay the proverbial egg and you're like, yeah, they're not they're not as good as they once uh once pretended to be, but you're starting to wonder what you're seeing with the Cowboys and Dak and those guys. Again, injuries are a big part of it, but you never want to walk out of there with the points that they that they had or didn't have in this case. So I think the Bucks are in good position. I mean they like I said, they gotta get going. You gotta break this streak. Um you gotta get on one yourself. After Thanksgiving, you know what's here's an unusual stat. 
Every team that is playing this Thanksgiving in a few days, every team lost on Sunday. There are there are three games and six teams. All six teams lost on Sunday. Really bizarre. Well, you're going to have some teams uh, looking for a win. Yeah, man. Sure are. No doubt about that. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So uh, the football stories weren't just in the NFL this weekend. On Saturday... There were some pink slips handed out. And that, that no were. surprise. Yeah, no surprise right down the road here in lovely Gainesville after that uh, somewhat ridiculous loss at Missouri in overtime. Dan Mullen was told you are no longer needed, and he was fired. And did not wait for the fly. I think they. I think their AD announced Scott Scriland that they, they gave him the option to coach the Florida State game. I'm not sure about that. It could be speaking out of turn here, but in any case, Mullen, uh, you know, went to his stationery and thanked all the Florida fans for giving him the opportunity. This thing happened, I'm telling you, you go back to the beginning of the season, he's got, you know, young quarterbacks, and obviously he doesn't have Kyle Trask, and you got some new kids, and okay, well, this should be fun. Let's see how this goes. And it happened so slowly and yet suddenly all at the same time. It sped up to... I mean, who saw this coming, I don't know, six weeks well, ago? let's go back right? two weeks or two months ago. September 18th, Alabama comes to the swamp. Yeah. And Florida loses 31-29. Had a shot to win that game. Right. You and felt good about them. At that point, Florida State is going 0-3. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, I think they lost to Jacksonville State the week before. USF had lost to NC State and and Florida as well, and then I think they got their first win. Then uh, Miami had lost to Alabama; they were kind of down. But who would have thought two months ago that when you looked at the state of the, the Florida schools, that Dan Mullen would be the first one fired? Right. That's that's so true. I mean, that is so true. I, I mean, mean they, they they took Alabama to the wire, then they go and whip Tennessee the next week. Yeah. Yeah. And then it started to fall apart uh, at Kentucky, October mm-hmm. 2nd. So, you know, six, seven weeks ago. I would have said he's the least likely before and in the middle. But now at the end, I mean, I think part of it is expectations, and they should exist at the University of Florida, the University of Florida. And the fact that if you go back to last year, too, he's just not beating anybody, you know, anyone of any significance. And. Now he's losing games to teams like South Carolina and Missouri. You can't have that happen. And giving up that 52 to Sanford. Right, 52 to Sanford, exactly. Um, so firing, firing uh, Grantham wasn't enough. He needed to fire himself. And I just, you know, I'm sure that, you know, the boosters that, you know, write the checks for the buyouts and things like that, they were probably done with Mullen a while ago. I'll say this about Mullen. He did a really good job at Mississippi State. He got this team. Uh, at the University of Florida into some New Year's Day games, I think. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it wasn't all bad for Dan Mullen. But I and and the books will be written about this, I'm sure, whether it's recruiting, whether it's his staff, whatever's missing, something was missing there, you know, that they hoped they were getting when he came from Mississippi State. I do think and again, I don't know Dan, I don't follow the program as closely as say Matt Baker and other people. I do think there's a little bit of arrogance and a little bit of, hey, I was here when, you know, that Spurrier was winning national championships. I think he wants to be a little like Spurrier, but he's not Steve Spurrier. You know, you know what I mean? Like he, he just, he kind of has this, this, this sort of air about him. Um, and, I, it, you know, it may have gotten him in the end. I don't know. I don't know. Winning winning and losing is what it really usually comes down to every single time. So now, who's your wish list to become the next University of Florida head football coach? Do you think that they have a guy in mind? Do you think that they, you know, kind of usually the network works, right? Like people go, oh, he's getting that job. Oh, he's getting that job. Well, your, jo- you your job as an AD is to already have a list of if – this coach leaves, whether yeah. on their own, we ask them to, whatever happens. Medical you, reason, I mean, whatever. You better already have a short list. Now, it doesn't mean it's the only list, and it doesn't mean you don't – there aren't some people that pop up and you go, hey, well, maybe I, w- I didn't think about it. you'd be interested, but maybe, you know, there'll be people right. that reach out. This is Florida. You're going to have lots mm-hmm. of people reach out. Plenty, yeah. You know, I, you go through some of the names. I mean, you know, Lincoln Riley's a hot name, and supposedly LSU is really going after him. With a big time deal, what what? So I reported eight years, ninety six million. Wow! Um, wow! But you got to lure him away from Oklahoma. You can't just give him what what he's you know. Oklahoma's not going to pay twelve million a year. I don't think. That's a forever job at Oklahoma. I, I don't know. I I mean, are do you really think that Oklahoma that that Florida is a better job than Oklahoma? If your goal is to win national titles and whatnot, I mean. Uh, well, I mean, Oklahoma's coming to the SEC, so it's not the lure well, of the they SEC are. anymore. That's true. That's true. Um, you know, but if if Florida's going to pay you a lot more than Oklahoma does, you might. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so you start you start hearing names. You know, Bob Stoops' names always comes up. I don't think that's <laughs> when he's supposed fit. to get the Florida State yeah, job yeah, a little while. Yeah. Ago. <laughs> um, you hear names like Luke Fickle's a hot name right now from Cincinnati. I can see that. I see. I disagree with that hire for Florida. I think Luke's a hell of a coach, and I think you know he could take a lot of jobs. We've talked about this when Will Muschamp was at Florida. Yeah, Florida's not looking for a great defense. That's true. I mean, they'd like one. Don't get me wrong, but you better be high flying through the air type on offense. The Steve Spurrier spread offense. That's what Florida wants. That's what the fan base expects. Yeah, and and not that you know I think Luke's a hell of a coach, and and wherever his next step is after Cincinnati, whenever that comes. I think he'll do great, but I don't think it's the type of – I don't think it's the right fit for Florida and just the type of coach he is. I, I just – I don't think – you know, we've talked about that before, that, you know, what coaches work at Florida. You know, when they try to go more of a defensive-style coach, it doesn't really seem to, to fit. It doesn't seem to be the right fit for them. Well, Mel Tucker's a, a hot name. He got a huge contract extension. I don't mm-hmm. know if he signed it before he got absolutely waxed by Ohio State the other day. I, um, I think he's. I think he's one that may not be the right fit there either. Yeah, 
Um, not, and I think Mel's a hell of a coach, and, and if LSU wanted him or somebody else, I, he'd be great. But I don't know if that's the right fit. We've heard Iowa State's was it Dan Campbell? Is that who's up there? Yeah, I, I mean, say. you know, Bill O'Brien, who's an assistant. Bill O'Brien at, at uh, Penn State. Well, took over the right Penn now. State program, mm-hmm. assistant Alabama. Of course, had the Houston Texans in the playoffs four years. Had a lot of success at Al- at Penn State when they had a lot less scholarships and were coming out of the, the Jerry Sandusky and Jerry Sandusky scandals. Mm-hmm. And he did a hell mm-hmm. of a job there. Um, you know, and, and you know, it's amazing how Nick Saban's assistants kind of go on. You know, Lane Kiffin's a name that gets brought up a lot. The Lane train. Mm-hmm. That would never work here. I've heard Lane is all but in at Miami, and that makes sense to me. Miami makes sense to me for Lane Kiffin. Mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin's not about the old Florida guard, you know, and and you know, kind of deep pocket boosters. I mean, I mean, Lane, Lane is fun, right? Lane is sort of on the edge, sort of an edgy guy. Lane, you know, recruiting down there, kind of Miami is that. You know, for the state of Florida, Miami is sort of like the celebrity city, right? Um, it, it just it seems to fit him. Of course, he coached up the road there at uh, FAU at Florida Atlantic, but I could see Lane in Miami. That makes sense to me. Like he could be there for ten years. Yeah, but I, I think I, I well, I don't know if he'd go, but I think Mario Cristobal is a perfect fit in Miami. Well, yes, he's. But got I don't know roots, if he's going to leave Oregon for that job. I don't know. Oregon, to me, I don't know that Miami's a better job. Right now, I don't know that Miami's a better job than Oregon. Kids know those uniforms at Oregon, man. Mm-hmm. You know? You got Phil Knight buying them. They, I mean, they, they, you get a new combination, they know it. You know? Yep. How about this name? Todd Munkin. Former Bucks offensive coordinator, yeah. now the Georgia offensive coordinator. Done a heck of a job with uh, their two quarterbacks. Todd was a head coach at uh, Southern Miss before he got back in the NFL. I think he could be a good one, but does that excite the fan base? No, it wouldn't. And that, therefore, they, you know, look, Florida fan thinks they should get, you know, the second whoever the second coming of Nick Saban is is who they think they should get. Well, and you hope um, you find that person, but you know, Nick right. Saban wasn't I mean, Nick Saban when he went to Alabama either. Right. I mean, and he, Urban he, Meyer wasn't Urban Meyer when he went to Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, he won, but he was at Utah. So, I don't know. I think they're going to want sexy. I think they're going to want offense for sure. Um, and they're going to want to splash, you know. They feel like, I mean, just I don't think Franklin does it for me at Penn State. You know, he's always looking for a job. That one's going to be interesting because there's, there's talk that that might be a mutual decision to split ways this year. In Penn State? Yeah. I think he's going to LSU because, you know, he coached, of course, he's coached in the SEC, Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. but I think James Franklin, I think he's going to LSU. That's just my guess. That seems like a fit for me. Yeah, um, I, I think I think Brian Kelly ends up at USC. Okay. Wow, yeah. that would be that Franklin would be may go to LSU. If, if, if Kelly goes to USC, I think Luke Fickle goes to Notre Dame. There you go. I got one for you. How about Jim Harbaugh to Florida? That's an interesting one. Although, with the year, I mean, 
with the year he's having in Michigan, I think the Michigan fans. Well, are if back he beats on Ohio State, well, yeah, I mean, if he gets to Ohio, if he beats, if he ever beats Ohio State, <laughs> um, if he ever beats Ohio State, that would change his lot, and they would be ten and one, and and be going to the Big Ten championship game with a chance to uh, be in the national championship picture for sure. But let's say he loses to Ohio State, gets a you know mm-hmm. uh, New Year's Day bowl. Yeah, scores, you know, his bowl record's not that great. Say he loses. It doesn't matter if he wins or loses that one. Well, but but if look, if you're going to Florida, you're going to be gone before the bowl game. So that bowl oh, absolutely. game. Absolutely. I mean, he would be at Florida before then, so. It wouldn't matter. But, I, went, is, I mean, sexy name, right? Yeah. I know he'd love it here. His uh, wife's sister, I think, is mm-hmm. in uh, the Tampa Bay area, I believe. Or Sarasota, I, one of those. The question is, and I, I, I question this. Does he want to go to another college job? I think if he's good leaving point. Michigan on his own, it's for an NFL job. And I don't it's know if any point. NFL team wants him, but and here's but I don't here's know I don't I know agree. if he wants to go to another college. I would agree with you that and here's why. Because to him, Michigan was the college job. Mm-hmm. To him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean he played he played there obviously. Uh he's he's a Michigan man. I don't know that any other job in college football would, would measure up to that for him. Mm-hmm. For anybody else, it might, but for him, nah. I, I think he's kind of maxed out. So you're right. I think um, if if for some reason it doesn't work out at Michigan or he wants to leave, I think it probably is for the NFL. Well, there's plenty it, of NFL jobs. And if here. Michigan gets rid of him, that may change his tune to another college. But I don't think he leaves Michigan for another college on his own. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing. I mean, they may not. I wouldn't think you'd fire a guy this year after a no ten and whatever to. season. But no. Um, he still gives them gravitas. He still he still puts them on the map. He makes them relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year, at least he's he's won. Now, if he could ever beat Ohio State, <laughs> oh man! No, what this I mean this is the, his best shot since sixteen when they went to multiple overtimes. Yeah, in a, that's right. In a, in a questionable spot, gave Ohio State a first down on fourth down in the overtime. Oh God. I mean, you got a freshman quarterback on the other side. He's really, really good, though. He mm-hmm. lit up Michigan State. Um, well, the amount of weapons but, he's got around him is just incredible. Oh, my. Those three receivers? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're NFL receivers, man. Yep. You know? It's like playing with what Dak Prescott has right now. These guys oh, are all Tom great. Brady plays with when they're healthy. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> <clears throat> so he's in pretty good shape there. But So he had the college, uh, also USF. Um, yeah, that was a, a woof performance Saturday in New Orleans. Mike, what happened? I mean, the, la- the last couple weeks that, you know, Houston, they they get the couple kickoff returns. They hang with Houston. Uh, Houston puts a lot of points up, but they have a good offense. And then Cincinnati you hang with, and, and you're competing there and, and showing lots of improvement. Then you go to New Orleans, you score the first touchdown, and then all of a sudden in the blink of an eye you're down 35-7. It's like, what? I, I don't know what happened. Was it turnovers? Was it just bombs they away? They couldn't stop I mean, them. They couldn't. I mean, that's why they got rid of the defensive coordinator. You couldn't stop. I mean, the defense hasn't stopped many teams all year. Now I don't, you yeah. know, know how much, how many players they have there. I mean, you know, but I, I got to imagine that's not the only coach that'll be changing out this off season for Jeff Scott. Do you think he gets the offensive coordinator too? Uh, I don't, I don't, maybe, I mean, he, he might keep the offense coordinator. It's what, uh, Charlie Weiss's kid. Um, yeah. I, the offense coordinator may stay, but I mean, you may have other assistants go and which impacts recruiting and all that stuff too. So, 
You know, Mullen fired his defensive coordinator a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, and he still got fired. So this does this guarantee that Jeff Scott is back, or is this just him uh, trying to shake it up because he has to be accountable? I don't think it guarantees he's back, but I don't see them making a change at, at USF. I, I mean, I, was this year – I mean – you weren't expecting to – I wasn't expecting them to go to a bowl game this year, particularly when you looked at the schedule. Um, you started yeah, off at NC than... State in Florida, so you know you figured 0-2 right there. Right, then you looked right. at the conference, and you were playing Houston, and you were playing Cincinnati and UCF, although UCF turns out they're not as – they haven't had as great of a season as they'd hoped. But you started to look at the schedule, and you didn't anticipate you know, they were going to win six. No, you hoped more than two. Yeah, that you know, I, I, you know, I think I think that Jeff Scott, I mean, that was always a three to four year plan because I I don't think Charlie Strong left him with much. I think the cupboard was pretty bare. That's what it appears to be. You know, I mean, I think you seem that... to have found your quarterback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, you've got some weapons on offense. The defense needs a lot of work. So I I don't I don't think Jeff Scott's gonna. I, I mean I. I I don't see any reason why they would swap that out at this point. Now, yeah. if after see, next year he's winning two games, that's a different story. Yeah, one, two, and then maybe three. Yeah, you got to do better next year for sure if they mm-hmm. give him another year. And next year, now you need like to be you know competing to stay five hundred and go to a bowl. Right. You know, and, and if you get you know, five and seven, but you know, you should, lots of things. Okay, fine, but you know, next year two wins, three wins isn't going to cut it there. But this year, I you know I I don't. What did you expect coming into the season? Uh, you didn't expect a ton, maybe right. four or five wins at, at most. Yeah, at most. Yeah, yeah. Well, he'll have his third recruiting class for whatever that's worth. Mm-hmm. So you know it's starting to become on him anyway. But uh, anyway, Glenn Spencer's gone. I heard he was a good dude too. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, his, his defenses didn't work out, but I heard he was a pretty good dude. So. Hopefully he'll catch on. Uh, he'll catch on somewhere. What else do we got? The Tampa uh, so Bay Rowdies, back to back Eastern Conference champions in the USL. Uh, you know, I was reading about this game. First of all, Ooh. what a crowd at Al Lang Field mm-hmm. or Stadium or where they call it these days. I mean, the people come out for that like in droves. Well, those games are fun. And, if, if you haven't been, I mean, I, I usually go to a game or two a year with my boys, uh, and they yeah. love it. I mean, we have a blast. I have not been, and uh, it's sort of on my little bucket list here. They were down two to nothing, with what like seven minutes? Seven to go? minutes to go in in the uh, regulation. They had some stoppage time that was added on. Yeah, but, but yeah, and they they scored their first goal in the eighty third minute, and you play ninety minutes in theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, they scored the second goal to tie the game in the sixth minutes of stoppage time. Wow! Which means the game was you know going to be over any minute now, and then they go to the extra mm. time and they get the goal and. Yeah, that's big time. Yep. So they will host the championship this Sunday night at eight thirty at Outlang Stadium. So well, it's Champa Bay. They got to keep mm-hmm. it going. Um, you know, the Rays did not make it back to the World Series, much less win it. The Bucks are kind of struggling a little bit here as they play their Monday night game tonight against the New York Giants. So time for a little infusion of uh, Champa Bay for the Tampa Bay Rowdies. See if they can get that done. Finally, I went to a hockey game this weekend. I went to the wrong one again. <laughs> yeah. Can I just, just tell you away. something? Stay away. 
Well, here's the thing. My two girls are the biggest Lightning fan. I can't. Help. I try to say, "Hey, you want to? You know, the Bucks are playing. Hey, what about the base- baseball? You say something about the Lightning, they go crazy. The jerseys are on. They're talking. They're talking trivia, uh, hockey trivia. Like, you know, how many teams did Wayne Gretzky play for? You know, like they're just so into it. It's incredible. And so we go to the game, and we got really good seats, and and um, in in a couple different places, but. Um, you know, it, it, it wasn't that the lightning were playing great, but my God, they had a two goal lead in the third, right? You can't give up four, including an empty netter. I mean, holy geez. I mean, it's only the, the third time. Done. It's only the third time since 2014, 15 season that the lightning yeah. have given up a two goal lead in the third period and lost. And, and I told the girls, I said, you know, they won't do this again. Like, Probably for another two or three years, <laughs> until the next night. Like, until we show up. No, I mean on Sunday night they had a two goal lead in the third period and blew. I that. know, but Although, they did manage to win. At least they yes. managed to win in overtime. They I mean, won in the shutout, right? the shootout, yeah. Shootout, yeah. Which you know they still get two points, but um, but that would have been an exciting, a more exciting game to watch. We got to see Vassy, who well yeah. was not not at his best, but. But more importantly, Man. more importantly, Braden Point got hurt on Saturday night, and he's out. Indefinitely. Yeah, that was a nasty spill, too. Yeah, he's out indefinitely. Um, John Cooper on Sunday night saying they needed some more information before determining, mm. you know, either the the course of treatment or just how long he'll be out. Didn't go into details, obviously, but not good. Alex Barry Belay recalled again, and he scored a goal on mm. Sunday. Saw that. Was reading about and it. Anthony Sorelli had a big night. Yeah. But now, I mean, now you have the chance, or the, the you may be without Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov for some time. I mean, we know Nikita Kucherov's not coming back till January, probably at the earliest. Yeah. And now, you know, now well, we don't know with Braden Point, so that really changes things on, you know, the top line, but also on the power play. How about the power play? I mean, this is the guy that brings it across the blue line when nothing else is working. Um, face-off guy at times, but yeah, I mean, you're going to really miss him, really miss him. And I thought it was interesting because he looked like he was hurt, and obviously now we know he is really hurt. But he still took that penalty shot, man. He mm-hmm. was he was going to bury that one, you know, and should have. He hit the crossbar, but I thought it was interesting that, like, yeah, go – go skate down there and get us a point, And then now you can like rest up or whatever's wrong with you. But it was nasty. And was it, a, do you think it was a cheap shot or was it just hockey? I mean, did you see the hit? I don't know if you saw that. I don't know if it was a cheap, I mean, it was a penalty for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was a cheap shot. I mean, you're trying to put yeah. on a breakaway. Right. Right. He just kind of slid into, I mean, with momentum and everything, you know, a lot of times it's a lot looks a lot worse than not what you could do to avoid it, you know. But yeah, he definitely uh he definitely got jacked up in the corner, man. That was that was scary. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I mean, take any any team with their top two scores right off of it and see how they do. Well, just think um, about this. The, I mean, from last year at this point, and we don't know how long Braden points out. Maybe he's back in two weeks. I mean, we don't know. Could be, yeah, could be. But from last year's team, on offense, you're now missing Cooch, Point, or from mm. the playoffs, let's say, because Cooch wasn't there last regular season. Cooch, right. Point, Gord, Goodrow, Coleman, Johnson. 
I mean, that's so much. It's such such a, a such the heart and soul of your team, the core of your team. Yeah, you know. I mean, that's a lot. That's I mean, a lot. That's a lot to make up for. And 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 look, so some of the young. I mean, that kid line is playing extremely well right now. Colton, uh, Radish, and Kachuk. Yep. I mean, they're not Goudreau, Coleman, Gord, but they do bring a ton of energy. Um, you're starting to see uh, Kachuk and, and Radish play some penalty kill time, which is key. I mean, the rookies they're given some responsibility to. Uh, yeah. You're seeing them out in some important shifts and shifts after goals sometimes and starting periods. And mm-hmm. um, I really like the energy they bring. And, and you know, it's it's been fun to watch that line grow and, and even start to get some more minutes now, which as you have some players hurt now, you need those guys to take on more minutes and more responsibility. So. Yeah, I mean they got a ways to go. They got a ways to go to replace all those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday was a dis- Saturday was a disappointment. I'm not gonna lie. We can't see them win. I don't know why. We thought they were gonna see a victory for sure, but uh, we had we had our choice of Saturday or Sunday. We chose Saturday. You chose Sunday. Right? Yeah, my my family went to the game on Sunday. Of course, I, I work all the games there, so you I was, worked I yeah. all of them. But yeah, my family came Sunday. The the four and five o'clock starts are quite nice for the family. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It's in the afternoon. You're home early for dinner. Mm-hmm. Everybody's good, but um, that part was that part was great. It's always good to go. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. It was it was a fun game, but not the outcome that uh, that the girls like. That's for sure. So we've got a uh, a busy week this week. Of course, the you know starting with uh, tonight's Monday Night Football game uh, with the Bucks and the Giants. Then it's a short week. Thanksgiving is on Thursday, as you well know. Um, there are three Thanksgiving game uh, day games um, to uh, to enjoy while you have your trip to fan from your turkey and stuff like that. Um, we're going to Matt Baker, of course, talk about Dan Mullen's firing and who he sees on the horizon as perhaps their next yeah. head coach. And the college football playoff, uh, Oregon losing, got walloped by Utah Saturday night. So yeah. now, I mean, how will the you know will Cincinnati actually get to the top four this week? For the first time ever, could a power a non-power five school get there? Now that they were fifth and Oregon ahead of them lost, so and Cincinnati yeah. actually looked good against SMU, so they got yeah. some style points. I mean, well, but all the teams around them did too. I mean, Ohio State crushed Michigan State, Michigan yeah. crushed Maryland, mm-hmm. um, Alabama had a tough one against Arkansas, but I mean, Arkansas is a top twenty-five team, so yeah. Um. You know, would would Michigan at this point or Notre Dame leapfrog Cincinnati? I bet they would. I, I mean, there's there's now with Oregon losing, there's a definite path for Notre Dame to get in the playoff now. Yeah, yeah, sure there is. And they'll get walloped again in the first round. <laughs> you know, just the way Cincinnati would against Alabama. I'm sorry, it sounds it sounds romantic and it sounds like deserving and all that. If Cincinnati plays Alabama, they're going to lose by 25. I mean, it just feels that way. But Luke Pickle's done a great job. Do you think he's – I mean, he, he, he's he been rumored for so many jobs. I mean, he mm-hmm. just – is Cincinnati his, his be-all or is it Notre Dame? Or where, well, where, I, where, I think Ohio State job. would be his dream job again. And granted, he was a coach well, that, there for a year. Yeah, that um, ain't going to happen. I mean, Day's not going to leave, so. Well, well you know, unless Day wants to go to the NFL or something. I mean. Yeah, right. Luke's a different guy. I mean, you know, look, if Notre Dame comes open, he's there. Yeah. I think if James and Franklin leaves Penn State, he might go there. 
And we've heard Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame for years. I mean, he's, every year. Well, he's, he's I think Brian Kelly's been trying to, to leave Notre Dame. The question is, can he That's find what anyone I mean. to take him at a job he wants? Right, you know, and he would even consider the NFL. Oh, maybe, I think he wanted first. Yeah, I think that's his first dream job. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, look, I don't think Cincinnati is the end all be all for Luke, but you mm. know, Cincinnati is moving to the Big Twelve, so you don't have to rush out of there. Right. Uh, but the other part is, look, if they make the playoff, I don't think he's leaving before the playoffs done. Which means, you know, not till New Year's Eve or later. Is a is a college mm. team willing this year to wait for that? I don't know. I mean, if that affects him, recruiting and that. Well, that affects recruiting and all that. So, yeah. Um, but he's a different type of individual. You yeah. know, he's not necessarily chasing the biggest job. I'm not saying he he won't take an, an offer. Like I said, I, I think you know Notre Dame's a no brainer for him. Ohio State, of course. I think Penn right. State would, and I think there's others he probably would. But you know, he can choose to be picky. I'm fascinated by that. I'm fascinated by the Florida job. I mean. That's you know, they definitely need help and um and I and I think there's a certain type of coach that works there and a certain type that doesn't. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I mean That's why I, I said about know. Luke Fickle. I don't think he works at Florida. I think he's a hell of a coach and would work a lot of places. Right, right. You kind of gotta be a little dynamic or they you know, they always have like star power in their eyes. Mm-hmm. Um so I wouldn't be surprised if they go after some really big fish. We may not hear about all of them. But I could definitely see them doing it. But, you know, tough tough for Dan Mullen, man. I if you'd have told me at the beginning of the year he was gonna be out before the season was finished, even. Yep. Before they got to play Florida State, I'd have been, eh, I don't know about that. But we saw it unravel and it unraveled quickly. And you know, wish him well. Um, be excited to see who comes in here next and that'll affect everything, right? It'll affect recruiting. The guys they've had commitments from, all of that. I'm sure Bill O'Brien will get a job somewhere, and then Dan Mullen will be the next offensive coordinator at Alabama. That's usually what happens, right? Yeah, you got to go to the Nick Saban uh, School of Rehab head coaches. <laughs> That's where they all end. I mean, Lane Kiffin. I mean, you know, Sarkeesian, Kiffin, Bill O'Brien's yeah. there now. I yeah. mean, yeah, just whoever's on Jimmy Sexton's uh, agent list, <laughs> that um, too, or coaching list. <laughs> that's that's who goes there. It's like, hey, my guy got fired. Can he come? Yeah, bring him on. All right, we're gonna win a championship. All right, but yeah, that's um, it's gonna be it's a good job. Look, Florida. I mean, I still think that Florida is a marquee job, mm-hmm. um, a destination for most most head coaches. Yep, the state is full of talent, and you should be able to win here with the right coaching staff, the right mindset, and all that. Um, just got away, man. Just got away from Mullen. So we'll talk to Matt Baker about that. And all the college football later this week. Going to have our mailbag segment probably on Tuesday. I think we'll do that um, Wednesday. Tuesday's after the Bucks game, so it'll be on Wednesday. It'll be on Wednesday. I'm sorry, yeah. Wednesday, yeah. We'll record that Tuesday. Uh, this but. week. And we'll have something for you even on Thanksgiving, I would imagine. A little Thanksgiving Day yeah. treat while you're uh, working off that excess baggage from your pumpkin pie. Are you a pumpkin pie? I used to love T.J. Reeves. T.J. Reeves and my friend T.J. Reeves. It was so funny because anytime you know he did the the player shows, you remember those, Steve? Oh don't yes, you? oh yes. Didn't you used to book those for uh, one, at one time? I book them. So we'd air them. Yeah, yeah, to air them. That's right. It was booking your radio network. You're right. Yeah. So it, invariably, when he would have a guy around the holidays, especially this one, it'd be like uh, you know, whoever. I mean, name 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 the player. Right? It'd be like. Okay, Mike Evans, are you a uh, are you a pumpkin pie guy? Or are you a pecan pie? 
You like that? Do you like the apple pie? Like, what? Are you a yams or a sweet potatoes? What do you, what do you think? And then they would like go somewhere else with it. But I, I learned some interesting things about players and their in their culinary habits, especially around the holidays. <laughs> some guys were just like, "Man, I hate this," and then others were like, "Oh no, that's all I go for." Um, but some are very picky. Uh, but anyway, we got we got Thanksgiving, of course, so. We'll even have a show for you on that day in case you just uh, miss us and you want to do something between, I don't know, the three NFL games that are on. That's always exciting. Dallas needs to right the ship a little bit. They they didn't look too good. Still an advantage for them to play at home on Thanksgiving. I don't know about the Lions still looking for their first win against, I think they play Chicago. Yeah, they got a tie. Hold on now. Yeah, they got a tie. And, and um, you know, uh, I saw where the Red Rocket had to go in and, and rescue the Bears a little bit after an injury. So that was fun. But, yeah, so lots going on this week, not the least of which is tonight's Monday Night Football against the New York Giants. The gang is here. The Manning telecast will be on. Of course, they love talking about Tom Brady and how Eli has owned them and Eli's team the Giants are playing. So it should be great. I'm looking forward to it. Even though the deadlines stink, and we'll be we'll be doing our podcast uh, for Tuesday. It's probably Tuesday morning, about two thirty. So we do it all for you. That's why we want you to keep you here, right here at Sports Day Tampa Bay. For Steve Bursnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.